Hello, world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Greg and Jarrett. On today's podcast, we discuss a film celebrating its 15th anniversary, Serenity. The crew of Serenity's newest passenger just might be more than they can handle. So where is it written that we got to lay down our lives for her? You want to run this ship? Yes. Well, you can't. Serenity. Rated PG-13. Starts September 30th. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing good. Surviving. Jarrett. That was a dynamite intro, I gotta say. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) It only took three tries. Hey, your level of excitement to do this podcast is what? On a scale of one to ten? Yeah. Eh, give it a seven. A seven? Only a seven? That's, that's about where my excitement is maxing out for most things these days. I mean, you would think if you're bummed out about other stuff, this would be a, a, a high point in your day. You would think, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, absolutely not. Cool. This is off to a good start. <laughs> Greg, I know you're jacked to do this pod. I am pumped. It's definitely like a nine. I don't know if I could ever say anything's a 10, but like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely a nine. Yeah. So this wasn't planned like weeks ago. And all of a sudden I was like, you know what? Sometimes you just got to do a pod that you want to do. Not that I don't want to do a lot of the ones we do. I like all of them. Right. But I love this movie. So I was like, fuck it. I want to do this pod. I don't know if it's going to get any downloads. I don't know if anybody cares. I knew Greg wanted to do it. I was hoping you know, we'd get a third person. Thank you, Jarrett. <laughs> but I was just like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And this is that. So I'm excited. Perfect. Uh, Jarrett, how much do you like Firefly? I like it quite a bit, actually. Okay. Quite a bit, actually. Better than Lost? Fuck. I, no, come on. I'm just hey, I'm just asking the question. Let's let's be reasonable here. <laughs> Better than Battlestar. As a okay, here's a problem. <laughs> That's okay. Firefly only had one. It was one and done. Yeah. And the movie. And the movie. Correct. Uh, there is more. There is more quality to Battlestar, like total number of hours. However, the hit ratio is probably not as good, just because it kind of went off the rails in the last season. So. Fireflies like the Beatles, right? They weren't around. It's not around long enough for anybody to get sick of it or not to like it. Like if you liked it, you were in. They only aired eleven episodes. They filmed fourteen. Eventually, the four, full fourteen came out on on DVD, but they just weren't around long enough. So every episode is quality. So I think that Pretty that much, yeah. that is that lends itself obviously to the show. Greg, you love this show? Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. I I. To go back to what you're just saying about the Beatles, it's, it's tough for me even to like say it's like that. It's almost like a band that had one amazing record and then never produced anything ever again except for one single that they released a couple years later. <laughs> like it's, 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 you know, it's like it's the Sex Pistols. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a fair analogy. I don't know, man. I, I try to get everybody to watch the show. I mean, Beth watched it. I talked to her. I was like, hey, you got to watch this shit. Um, Try to get Tyler to watch it. He won't watch it. But yeah, I, I recommend this to everybody, obviously. I think at this point, like, if you're into this genre, you know about this show. And if you yeah. don't like sci-fi, you're probably not going to like this show. Yeah. All yeah. right. So let's get into the synopsis. Not that we need to. I mean, again, I think that if you if you know the show, you know what the synopsis is going to be. But let's, let's get into it anyways. The crew of the ship Serenity try to evade an assassin sent to recapture one of their members who is telepathic. Again, IMDb is batting a thousand with terrible, terrible synopsis. <laughs> One of their members who is telepathic. Like, thanks. 
<laughs> Jared, if I was to read you that synopsis without knowing anything about the movie, do you want to see this? No, and now that you mention it, I didn't know that there was a show before the movie when the movie came out. Like okay. I just saw, and I remember seeing the trailer for this movie, and I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so it's like, oh, look, there's nine Han Solos running around. Uh. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, fuck this movie. So you were right off the bat. You saw the trailer, and you were like, "Not." Nah. So you didn't see this in the in the movie theater, obviously. No, I saw it when it came out on. Uh, was it on VHS? Was it that long ago? No, no, no. DVD. <laughs> yeah, DVD. Uh, so did you end up watching the show prior or you just, it came out on DVD and you're like, let me watch it. And then because of the movie, you watch the show. Well, I was watching the movie and I remember not recognizing most of the people in it. So I was kind of mm-hmm. IMD being while I was watching it. I was like, oh, they were all in the show called Firefly. What a weird coincidence. And then was, <laughs> then it, it took me a little while and I put the pieces together. I was like, oh, that's, that makes sense. Do I you, get that. <laughs> do you think it was a smart thing on the movie not to mention the show at all? Like they don't give you any kind of like this is what happened on the show or anything. It just there's no like there's no scroll like Star Wars does or anything like that. They just jump right into the movie, no backstory. <laughs> they could have just done the a Star Wars scroll with the previous season Firefly. <laughs> I mean, obviously not the same, but I'm saying they they didn't do anything like this because this is kind of uh, first of its kind, not first of its kind, but kind of the biggest budget that I can think of movie that kind of took over from where a show ended. I don't yeah. remember anything else yeah. doing this. Yeah, at this, and it's weird that it, like, no one watched the show when it was on. Like, it's weird that this got the budget push. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk about that in a little bit because there's there's some there's a, there's a reason why. Um, the only thing I can think of that was anywhere close to this is X Files. I can't remember what season it was, but it's when the X Files closed on the show, and then they had the movie, and that bridged the two seasons in the summer. So I yeah. guess that the was first, similar the, to first, this. The first movie. The first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah because Which, in the movie, Mulder and Scully aren't investigating the X-Files anymore. They're going to watch fucking John Locke blow himself up on a vending machine, <laughs> if you remember. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Greg, did you watch this movie before you watched the show? I had watched the show, but I just watched it live. Like, I didn't have a, a recording of it or anything like that. So, like, my memory of it by the time the movie came out was was fuzzy. And so, but I don't remember, like, being confused when I was watching the movie. But, you know, it's because it's just the main characters. You know? Sure, sure. I think you could probably watch this without watching the movie or without watching the show. And it would still be enjoyable, I think. I mean, Jarrett, that's kind of what you did. Yeah. It, was it enjoyable the first time you watched it? It was. I remember saying, thinking, this is okay. Like, it didn't blow me away. Sure. Um, but then, once I figured out the show, I watched the show, then I watched the movie again, and I liked the movie a lot better the second time around. Got it. Got but, it. Okay. Uh, yeah, like, if, if you look at it just... I mean, we'll get into it later, but, like, if you look at it just the movie and you never saw the show, like, a lot of characters, you don't even get why they're there, because they don't do much... Yeah, there's going to be like the the Nara, obviously Nara and and Shepard, they doesn't make sense, right? Why are these people yeah. why is Mal having, you know, a like confident meeting with Shepard Book about like what they're supposed to do? Yeah. You're like who's this fucking guy? Why I, I don't know him. Yeah. So why it doesn't I mean, make any sense. I mean, I remember at the time thinking be like, "Oh, this is just like an old man that he console." Okay, he's some wise old man. That's all I need to know about him. Sure. Sure. But, that's like the standard like trope. If you just see this movie, do you know Inara is a prostitute? 
I don't, don't th- remember them mentioning it. They don't, don't so. mention that she. They, they mention that she's at a like training facility. I believe is what right. they call it. Um, they don't ever flat out call her a prostitute in the show, though. Either she, she's a companion. No, but the, I mean, the, you, the got, you got Malcolm. Yeah, yeah you got yeah, Malcolm yeah. like constantly calling a whore, so that kind of fills in the blanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm always. I was always. I always wondered about that though, because it's they have like in one of the episodes they go to to the. Uh, the straight out like Western town and they have like the whorehouse that they have to go help. And that's a legit, like, you know, whorehouse I'm assuming. And, <laughs> and, it, and then, and then Nara, Nara looks down on them. She, I think she calls them whores. Uh, yeah, she does. They're friends of hers, but she refers to them as whores, but then she's yeah. like an escort. So it's an interesting dynamic. All right. So obviously, like I said, it came out in 2005, uh, Joss Whedon, it's the follow-up, as we mentioned, to the 2002 uh, Firefly series that was canceled. I don't know if anybody, again, watched it. I don't know. You said you didn't watch it live, Jarrett. You watched it live, Greg. I don't know if anybody remembers the Fox actually aired this, the episodes out of order. So, like, Fox didn't do this show any, any didn't, didn't help them by airing the episodes out of order. So, like, they, I believe they aired episode three before one and two where one and two like tells you who the characters are. Yeah. So like someone jumping in, they're like, what the fuck is going on? So Jared, you missed that. <laughs> if you didn't watch it live. I, I did. Re- I did read about it. Yeah. Uh, but actually I read about it before I watched the show and I watched them in the, the correct order. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you, you know, if you've bought them since on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever, mm-hmm. obviously they're in the correct order. They're sequential, um, a budget of $39 million and a gross of $40.4 million. So not so a great sad. theatrical no. release. <laughs> um, but this movie has since done like gangbusters on cable, Netflix, uh, physical media, everything. Anybody guess? Let's go with Jarrett. What the uh, critical percentages on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie? Uh, critics? I will go somewhere in the 70s. Okay. Greg? Uh... I don't know. I I wonder if they would be caught off by like not understanding the story or something like that. I would say 60s. Okay. 82%. Oh. Hmm. Audience? I mean, obviously we know it. The the audience is what got this movie made. So, Jared, what do you think the audience score is? Uh, 150. <laughs> close. <laughs> Super close. Great. It's right below the right below the Godfather. It's got to be above 90. I'm going to say yeah. 93. 91. 91. Okay. Yeah, 91. Um, so, Jared, we were, you were asking, like, how did this movie get made? Movie, The show gets canceled. Uh, right. And that's right as they're starting to release. Because there was a time where they you couldn't buy, like, complete series of shows on, on Blu-ray, right? Or, yeah. or DVD or anything. I remember The Simpsons were one of the first ones that started putting them out on VHS. And they would put, like, a greatest hits out on VHS. Like, you could buy, yeah. you know, uh, Treehouse of Horrors. And they might have, like, three VHS cassettes and have, like, nine episodes or whatever. So this was one of the first shows that came out on DVD. And they sold out the first pressing. Like, completely sold out, pre-order, none available. And they continued to do that. And because of that, Joss Whedon was able to go and pitch the idea um, to get the show made because the company was making so much money from the DVDs. So the show has done crazy numbers in home video, which caused it to get a 
$39 million budget, which seems crazy. Also seems crazy that they were able to make this movie because the movie looks pretty good for $39 yeah. Million. yeah. Like this, this is like a $150 million movie now. So thank I remember God. reading somewhere that they were hoping that one of the ways I think he helped pitch it was that they supposedly still had the set pieces in a warehouse and they're like, well, we don't have to build all the set pieces. So like, you know, here's, here's uh, some cost savings. But then I heard like after that, they like end up rebuilding the ship anyways. I'm like, Oh, that sounds cheap. <laughs> yeah. If you watch, like if you watch it with the commentary on all of the crew is, is like the, the cast and crew are blown away by the quality of everything for the movie compared to what it was for the show. Well, I have no idea. <laughs> I know the end when they go to Miranda is a fucking high school. They're at like some yeah. high school in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. And then the special effects shots obviously are uh, just an enhancement of that. There are a few shots that don't look great in this movie, but then I just always, I'm like, okay, all the special effects look terrible on the show. So I was happy with whatever yeah. special effects we got in the movie. I, I would still say like the special effects in the, in the movie are still better than the special effects on a sci-fi channel show today. Like, <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, they do a good job. There's not, a, like I said, there's a couple shots of the ships, like especially the Reaver ships in the in the first scene or the when they're in the, the city. And I'm just like, all right, that looks terrible. But for the most part, it's pretty solid. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. All right. You guys want to get into the categories? Sure. Sure. All right. Most watchable scene. Now, again, in full confidence, I love this movie. So I got a lot of shit. I got a lot of scenes. I got a lot of lines. So just bear with me. Um, most watchable scene, we'll start from the beginning, is uh, when Simon rescues River. So right off the bat, again, first scene starts with uh, young River giving the monologue about like why people don't like to be messed with. I love that monologue. And that's actually Summer Glau's voice coming out of the little girl, which I thought was interesting. People don't like to be meddled with. We tell them what to do, what to think. Don't run, don't walk. We're in their homes and in their heads, and we haven't the right. Then they stab her in the face with uh, whatever they <laughs> stab the little girl in the head with uh, whatever it is. So the needle. Yeah, right off the bat, you're like, that's a lot. Um, but for someone who watched the show, this is what I always wanted to see. Like they they talk about how Simon spent all of his money to get River out, and you never see it on the show. So I was super excited to see it finally. Um, and then introducing Chewie Tell Ejiofor as the operative, which at that point, like who knows who that guy is, has since what been nominated for Academy Awards. So kind of a bigger deal. But he's perfectly cast, I think, as that character who's just cool the whole time. Like he's just playing it mellow the whole time. He's not, there's no up and down, right? It's just who he is. So I like that scene a lot. Um, second scene, crew encounters the reavers so that's the first time correct me if i'm wrong greg you've watched the show a lot this is the first time you really see what a reaver is with the exception of they have the guy who's like turning into a reaver in an episode yeah but he doesn't go yeah. full on you don't see a like full dark attack, side no yeah yeah so this is the first time and whedon is pretty slick about how he does it it's not like over the top violent and you just get like fast cuts fast mm -hmm. shots of what they look like um so i thought that was really great and then that's actually the first time you kind of see what River's powers are. Because she's my favorite character in the show and the movie. But like, I don't know that if without the movie, she would have been my favorite character in the show. Because she doesn't do a ton. Yeah. So you start to see her powers more in this. And uh, so that, that, I think that's one of the reasons I like it. And that's one of the reasons I like that scene so much. Uh, next scene is River Goes Hammer. 
at the bar. I don't know how else to put it. Like she just destroys everybody in the bar. Uh, Jarrett, have you ever been fucked up by a subliminal message? I guess you wouldn't know, right? I mean, I've been fucked up by advertising. That's not subliminal, but like I bought, I've bought shit. That's super liminal. I don't know what you call that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. When it, so you're saying it's just you've been assaulted by a commercial that's just in your face. There's nothing. Uh, there's no, there's nothing mellow about it. Exactly. I, and like they just tell me to buy something. I'm like that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, like, no, no subtlety. You just like buy this shit. Okay. I'm I'm really like the bullseye in the demographic. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> so you've never watched something and you're like, I got to go buy that shit. But you're well, like, what you is it that I was like, watching? I, f- I feel like you you have those uh, perceptions of um, back when they had like maybe they still have infomercials in the middle of the night. Like people like in their weak moments at two a.m. in the morning going like, oh, that does look like a good thing to buy. And like, sure, sure, calling someone on your phone. But um, uh, I mean, I've been fooled by uh, trailers for movies before, if that counts. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe Jarrett, when AMC or when, uh, Amazon buys AMC, we're going to be fucking inundated with subliminal messages, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like all movies. Yeah. Then we're going to be able to buy everything you see in the movie by just pointing your phone at the screen. Sure. Like, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next scene is Mal meets the operative. So that's in Anara's, what is it, Jarrett? Whorehouse? In the... In the companion house. Companion <laughs> house. Um, again, that's a good scene because obviously that's the it's the hero and 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 the that's the what antagonist and protagonist, mm-hmm. uh, and they're you know sizing each other up. And I, again, Mal is, I think you either really like him or you he annoys you. So in that scene, I think he's super charming, and it's it's just a fun scene to watch them together. Um, the next scene is uh, the crew visit. Serenity, excuse me, the crew visit Miranda. I don't know why I have Serenity there. That doesn't really help. So when they visit Miranda, I think, again, that's a slick way that Whedon is doing it because he's giving you, like, fast cuts, glimpses through River's eyes, right? He's kind of showing you what happens. And then it's got, I think, one of the uh, the all-time uh, turnaway scenes when fucking Sarah Paulson gets eaten by a fucking Reaver and then tries to shoot herself, but then they just they just eat her to death. Pretty pretty amazing. Uh, and then last scene is River versus Reavers and Mal versus the operative. So that's the end. Again, you know, you're waiting, waiting, waiting for that to happen. You're waiting to see what River's full potential is, what all of her full capabilities are. Because they just keep hinting at it, and then you see it right there. They unleash it finally at the end. So those are my scenes. You guys got any you want to add, Jarrett? Uh you stole most of mine. The only one I didn't that you didn't mention is uh the scene right after the operative torches uh, Shepard Book's planet, or whatever, I forget what it was called. Yeah, Haven. Uh, yeah, then uh, him and Mal, like, FaceTiming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of little scenes like that. That one I like specifically. There's the scene with um, with River and Simon, who I don't really care for Simon very much, but where he's exp- asking her, like, what what Miranda is, and are am I talking to Miranda? But it's just, the it's the... It's the best scene I think that he's in, and it's a it's yeah. Summer Glau is actually like showing some acting chops in that scene, so I, I like that scene a lot. Um, but I agree with you, the scene where they're fucking FaceTiming, I guess, is yeah, is just because like up until then you kind of think like, oh, Chuzo Algiofor is just like kind of crazy, but then like that scene, he just like lays out like 
he's so pragmatic about it. He's like, yeah. no, I don't. I have to kill one, and I don't get to live there. You like, yeah. It's just, it's just very like, oh shit. And then he gives, you know, he gives the line, uh, you know, you, I don't kill children, and he's like, I do. Yeah, it's so crazy. I love yeah. it. Yeah, great. And, uh, that was only that was only extra one I had. Okay. Uh, the only extra one I had was kind of like in between two of yours, which was like when they're traveling from Miranda to whatever the name of the planet is that Mr. Universe lives on, and they like drag all the Reaver ships with them into sure. a big like shootout scene with the Alliance. Yeah, no, I like that one too. Again, there's not, for me, again, because I love this movie, there's not a whole lot of weak spots. I, every scene yeah. is good to me. Um, I love, for whatever reason, the scene when they go, at the. it's the second scene, they're going to the, the town to rob it, and you just get to see everybody... It's like you're getting a hug from these characters that you loved on the show because they're all the same characters. They're all hitting the same notes. Adam Baldwin, Jane is hitting the same notes. But again, then you get sprinkled in more River, who you don't really see a lot of personality from in the show. So I love that scene probably more than any other. But again, the whole movie yeah. is the best for me. Jarrett, so yours is the operative and uh, Mal, is that your favorite scene? Uh, No, actually, my favorite scene is probably when uh, Malcolm rescue, rescues Inara. Okay. He has the first. He has the first fight with the operative. That's that's my favorite. Why does Joss Whedon keep dressing uh, Nathan Fillion like a woman? He does it in that. He does it. I think once or twice in the show. Like, what's the, what's the he, deal? Own, he owns it, man. <laughs> what about you, Greg? What's your favorite? Um, I would probably say the bank heist, or what I call like the bank heist sure. scene, because I think it was like you said, is it, it was a great reintroduction into the characters again and it felt like another episode of the show and then it mm -hmm. and then it transforms into the scope of the movie when the reavers attack like you kind of go from like oh he, the, here's like the same kind of thing like the show and then it all then expands much bigger and that, yeah and then you again you get to see the scope of like the difference between the show and the movie and the quality of like the special effects, the cinematography, the score, like even the color yeah. grading, everything just looks significantly better in the movie. Yep. All right. What the fuck moment. <laughs> so I was trying to, obviously I watched this movie last night as well to, to get ready for this, but I thought like, is this one I really have to watch to be able to recite, you know, my favorite scenes and who gave the standout performance and everything. And I couldn't think of what the fuck moments. So I went back and I was watching it and I'm like, let me, let me really focus on that. And I didn't think there were any besides what Jarrett was saying where, you know, the operatives like I kill kids. I don't have a problem. That was the only thing I could think of, but now I have five after watching the movie. So I have the, the <laughs> Dr. Matthias falls on the sword. That's like yeah. kind of a brutal way to die right off the bat. And the way he kind of just, when he hits the sword, the impact of it, and then the the sound effect they use for cutting through his his flesh at like a pretty slow pace is a lot. <laughs> Mr. Universe fucking a robot is a bit of yeah, like a what the yeah. fuck moment, right? And he's just like, um, it was a beautiful ceremony and we're fucking now. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> the operative kills everybody at Haven, which, which Jarrett said. The Reavers eating Sarah Paulson. And I just refer to her as Sarah Paulson because who cares what the character's name is? Because Sarah Paulson went on to be probably like the most famous person in this in this movie. Yes. <laughs> and then the, the part that actually did shock me, I remember while watching the movie, is when Wash gets killed. Yep. Because you don't expect that. 
I guess I thought like, okay, maybe there'll be a sequel. If they got greenlit for this, I know the fans are rabid enough that maybe we'll get a sequel. And then he gets killed. And he gets killed right after like doing something pretty heroic. So that was kind of a, I remember in the moment being like, holy shit. Jarrett? I only had the one and I I just wrote <laughs> David Crumholds robot Jewish? Question mark. <laughs> 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 Yeah, because they have a Jewish ceremony, right? Right. I mean, I guess, I'm assuming that he's Jewish and Judaism has survived into the deep future. Gotta be, man. She's gotta be, right? I guess she could be whatever he wants her to be. Uh, she Maybe she converted. <laughs> oh, man. Greg? Um, I had more. I was trying to look at it again from the mindset of when I first watched it. And so I'd say... The intro, the whole intro with, you know, her getting stabbed in the head with the needle and then flashing into sure. like, you know, in, in the middle of that doctor's office situation. Um, the that that was pretty jarring. Like, yeah, like you said, when when Wash dies, um, yeah. the whole fight in the in the bar when she watches the subliminal message. Um, and. Let's see here. Um, and yeah, in the in the scene when all the Reaver ships come out of, you know, whatever that like space fog sure. that they all came out of. All right. Yeah, I think for me, like we we talked about at the beginning, I think still the operatives being like, hey, I kill kids and I'm okay with that. And I'm not going to live there, but I'm going to help, you know, everything get back to uh, to where it should be. That's still, and I think it's a credit to, to Chuyatel on how he delivers that line. And that's a great, again, the... The acting between Fillion and Chuyatel is is pretty pretty good at that point. So I'm going to go with that. I have a question that is not on the agenda. I have a bunch of a question, questions that are not, not on the agenda <laughs> that I want to ask you guys. Uh, the first one I have written down is, is the Mal and the crew of the Serenity actually the villains in the movie? Jared? Um, let's, okay, let's see. Because let me let me let me preface that a little bit different. Okay. The 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 big empire that they're fighting, right? You don't want to call them the empire, but you know what I'm saying. What are they doing that's actually wrong? They're they're going to planets, they're terraforming them, and they're making them livable because humanity killed Earth. Right? That's what you learn on the show. Right. So the alliance is building planets that are going to be sustainable for humans. So what are they doing that's actually wrong? Now, obviously, the Miranda situation went wrong. <laughs> probably shouldn't do that. Should Probably shouldn't use my control. Um, but besides that, what are they doing that's actually wrong? I mean, they're taking away our freedom. Like, if we want to live on a planet mm. with no atmosphere, like, that's, that's our choice. We okay. should be able to do that. <laughs> they don't have to go terraforming everything. And telling us to live there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know what, it's I don't a know good, what else to it's say. It's a really that. good question. Because <laughs> they rob a bank. That's not a good look. Nope. And then, uh, yeah, okay, they expose, they expose the Reavers. They didn't make them. But to me, that's kind sure. of like a, that's like an oops. Like, hey, we were trying to, <laughs> we were trying to fix some shit. Went a little too far. That's our bad. But, uh, <laughs> but the Reavers, they... In the show and in the movie, and I'll, let's just focus on the movie, they talk about, like, Reavers are still not confirmed to be real because there's so few encounters with them. 
They specifically, you hear that when they're doing like a, a news broadcast about Reavers in the show. So are Reavers really that big of a deal? <laughs> so I, I'm just, I don't know, watching it, I'm just, that's, yeah. it, it always struck me like, are they actually the villains? You don't want to think that because you root for all of them. Like Jane is obviously a villain, right? He doesn't really have any redeeming qualities except for he's funny. Nor, nor does Adam Baldwin. I don't know if you've ever looked into this, that dude. <laughs> oh no, I've met, I've, I've, I've met everybody on this cast, and everybody is really fantastic, with the exception of Adam Baldwin and Gina Torres. I wish. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, Gina yeah, Torres is not cool. Um, no. <laughs> so, and then Nathan Fillion doesn't like to be touched. Yeah. I mean, understandable. Well, it's odd because if you take a photo with him, he puts his arm around you. But if you go to put your arm like back on his side, he'll like grab your arm and push it down. It's a I weird remember. thing. It's a weird thing. Yeah, Greg, Greg had that happen. Because um, it was like, he's hugging me. Okay, I'm going for it. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm just curious. Are they the villains? Greg, what do you think? Uh, it's it's funny that you say that. And also my whole... My whole uh, perception of them has shifted because yeah like the the um you know the the um alliance is is not like you know a scale of like one to ten with like the empire being ten like they're like a two at best sure. right because yeah. they're like not really messing with people other than you know nothing worse than like uh, what the U.S. has done in their history, you know, what I mean? like <laughs> well, they, they do allude to stealing children and making them weapons. Uh, still, mm. I'd say what the U.S. has done in their history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. But, uh, obviously, obviously, yeah. they're not they're not the villains of the movie, but it makes you. Th I I think about it though. Yeah, yeah. Like River that is not a villain. Simon's not a villain. Kaylee isn't a villain. Even on the show, now I'm thinking of that episode where the, where the one where the guy was turning into a reaver. Right. And that one, the one guy from Melrose Place who was with the Alliance. Right. Like, all he was trying to do all show was to stop them from stealing crap from a yep. blown up ship. And he was a dick, but he wasn't wrong. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's even like, the, it's the, there's the episode called Train Job where they're, they're literally going to get on a train and steal medicine <laughs> from... The, the the train that's going to a city or a, a you know I don't know if it's a planet or whatever it is that is you know supposed to be like third world country style they're gonna fucking steal the medicine now they gr granted they don't end up doing it they give it back but like these aren't yeah. great people we're dealing with here <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right but they were gonna they were gonna sell it to people that need it that's totally fine <laughs> they were selling it to fucking like criminals <laughs> it's like robbing like a Red Cross uh, sh uh, shipment. <laughs> They're selling it to the dude who was in a, a what was the football movie he was in where he played the guy who kept getting who kept like shooting oh, himself oh, up. Oh, he was in a he was in a couple of football movies. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. In the, he was in the program. And the he was program. In, the program is what I was thinking. <laughs> Lattimore. I think he was in any given. Yeah, and he was in any given Sunday too. I think he might have been, but yeah. <laughs> what a terrible performance! <laughs> he, got All right. kicked, he got kicked into an engine. So <laughs> he does get kicked into an engine. I forgot he was in yeah, Lattimore and in, 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 uh, the program. All right, standout performance. Now, look, I'm not going to put everybody, right? You, I guess you could kind of put everybody in the crew, but like, it's not their movie. They don't all have a bunch of shit to do. For me, it's either going to be Nathan Fillion is Mal, Summer Glau is River, or Joss Whedon. And I say Joss Whedon because, again, like how many people get to, to wrap up their series 
that got canceled after a half a season with a feature film, $40 million budget. So for yeah. me, those are, those are my three. Jared, you have somebody you want to add? I put, uh, I put Chuchel Edgeo for. Okay. Is like he in it enough though? I mean, I, th- when I thought of this movie and I thought of everything I liked about it, like he was in everything that I was like super stoked about. Yeah. I think they lucked out with having him as the villain. Yeah. Because they could get him for this movie. Today. <laughs> at that point, had he done, what was the movie? What was the Spike Lee movie he was in with, uh, Denzel Washington? Oh, the the Bank Heist movie. Um, yeah, yeah. Inside Man. Inside Job. Yeah. Inside Job. Yeah. yeah. In, inside Man, Inside, inside job. job. I think it's Inside Man. It might be Inside Man. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I can... Look, I'm not going to argue that because he's great in this movie. I just have him <laughs> in, like, uh, who did the most of the least because I just don't think he's in enough. But I agree with you. Like, almost every scene you think of that he's in, you're like, that was a great scene. Yeah. yeah. Greg? I kind of broke it into three categories, subcategories. I had, like... Stand-up performance from the core team, which sure. I thought was was uh, Summer Glau as River, which is like, you know, because she never, you never fully got to explore her character in the show. And, sure. you know, in this movie, you got, you get a lot more into it. I had kind of most improved from the show. like, And I actually said Simon because I could not stand him <laughs> during the, sh- the, the actual show. Sure. But like, he was acting a lot better and it's in it may just been his character was given a little bit more or something like that he was just so whiny in the show that he was he was a better in, in this um and then from outside the core team it's chuatel so i'm with you on simon but i don't think he gives a, a i don't think he was bad on the show i just think the way his character is written is very unlikable but i think he's supposed yes. to be like that yeah He's supposed to be the one on in the crew that's like the everyman, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna if... go with I go with I'm gonna go with Summer Glau as River because I think on top of her having much more to do, like there are her performance in the movie is super physical, meaning like she's the way she's walking, the way she's like bending to do things, she's using a really without using a ton of She's emoting, I guess, a lot with her body, not using a ton of lines. She's not using, doesn't mm-hmm. have a ton of dialogue. But then when she does have dialogue, she's giving the I'm crazy, I'm on the brink of like breaking, potentially having multiple personalities. Like she's doing that pretty well. Yeah. So for me, but again, we all know how I feel about Summer Glow. So I might be a little biased. <laughs> but I'm going with Summer Glow. All right. Another question that's not on the agenda, Jarrett, I will ask you. If you were in the crew of the Serenity and you had to share a bunk with somebody, who would it be? And I Kaylee. Then, I wanted well. <laughs> I don't even want to ask why then. <laughs> you know why? I do know. Okay. She's Greg. a great mechanic. She's a great exactly. She's a great mechanic. <laughs> Greg. Um I mean even though he wasn't really on the ship and here like as far as just like pure roommate status i would probably say shepherd because i feel like he'd keep to his own stuff like he would get in my business (laughs) all right so i've done i've done some thinking on this let me break it down for you all right no one wants to stay with jane right i feel like jane probably his bunk probably smells bad like you might have to worry about him stealing your shit which he's pretty pretty okay with doing throughout the show you can't like stay with stabbing you in the middle of the night or something accurate (laughs) you can't stay with river and simon because there's two people in one bunk and River might kill you in the middle of the night. So I'm good with that. <laughs> I don't think you can stay with Mal because he's just like super high strung. 
I feel like he's like on, a, on like a 12 all the time. Kaylee, I'm not sure. I feel I would feel weird about staying with Kaylee. Jared's pumped right now. <laughs> Shepherd book, I don't want to be preached to all the time, right? Uh, Zoe and Wash, you can't stay with a married couple. Like, that's weird. Yeah. So that only leaves you with Anara. And Anara, it's only because it's a whole ship. She has her own ship. And it's pretty fucking nice. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about any of the, you know, mm-hmm. companion stuff. I'm strictly talking about square footage and <laughs> and and luxury. So I'm going with Anara. All right. Now, maybe to piggyback off of that comment, I had a question which was that I wanted to ask, which was which not I guess if if you didn't have to share it with anyone, which mm-hmm. of the different bunk areas would you like to have if you were like first one on the ship you got to pick which spot you claimed well they don't show you a lot of it in the in the movie they show you more in the show yeah Mm. and it appears the only one i remember having like a toilet in their bunk was mal oh yeah he has like the retractable because he like yeah he he has a retractable toilet yeah so just because of that i would say mal assuming that maybe he has the only one um, but again, I think I'd go Anara, but she doesn't have a bunk. Yeah. She has like a ship. Yeah. And she's the only one who's paying like rent. But for me, I'd go, oh. what about you? I always liked Kaylee's spot because I liked how you could like kick open that like secret passageway. Then there's a ladder that goes down and you kind of got your own little world down there. But I, I think know. they're all like that. I think that's how they just were. I thought a lot of them had those like sliding doors because there's the episode when the, um, when the guy oh. breaks in and he like locks all the rooms and you see all the red dots that's go true. and they're like all just have sliding doors next to each other. Yeah, that's the last episode. That's true. I don't know, man. Maybe there's no consistency. Probably true. Probably I'm going to yeah. go Mal because he has a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> what what yeah, about you, Jarrett? Then you got a toilet in your room. Yeah, but that can't smell, can smell great. Do you, do you not need a toilet in your room? No, the toilet's a room, but it's not a bathroom in his room. It's just a toilet in his room. It's retractable, <laughs> there's though. There's no barrier between you and the toilet. But it's retractable. <laughs> but once the smell's there, the smell's there. I mean, I don't want the ship turning upside down and the toilet's upside down and just sloshing wherever it goes. Well, I mean, do they have, like, <laughs> does the ship have RV rules? Like, no number two in your in your room? You gotta go somewhere. What are, you're in space. <laughs> well, there there is the part where... Where, it's, again, I love this scene too. There's these little scenes where Jane is like cleaning up all the debris and he's talking to Kaylee after the fucking reverse ship like collides to the back of it. And he's just, mm. he throws a body and then other fucking parts into what appears to be like the underbelly of the Firefly. And then they're in, in space, it's just going to open up and fucking dump the, dump the, <laughs> the trash in space. It's so like, maybe that's what they do with the shitter, man. I don't know. <laughs> They just fly by, open it. I mean, you, you you never do see another shitter on the... Sh- I mean, does everyone else share one, one shitter and the captain gets his own? I mean, I don't know. It doesn't look like they shower very often. This is true. Again, this is, this is why I'm... <laughs> well, yeah, obviously they don't ever shower on the show, but, like, <laughs> Jane always looks dirty, and that might just be because it's Jane. Like, Kaylee always looks dirty, too, and yeah, that might be yeah. appealing to Jared. I mean, it's not <laughs> not appealing. It's not not appealing. <laughs> I always feel like super because I love Summer Glow, right? And I always don't feel super pumped that they refer to her as being seventeen on the show. 
Because <laughs> you constantly feel bad. Yeah, but the show 2002, so I'm 22. Like, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> and she's not 17 in real life, so that's fine. All right. Uh, worst performance. I don't have anybody. I don't think anybody gives like a, a particularly bad performance. They're all doing what they did on the show. Jarrett? I thought uh, the little, I thought Sarah Paulson was kind of phoning it in a bit. <laughs> it seems a little high school, a little high school drama. <laughs> you could say she, she was shoot. Yeah, she was going for it. Okay. Again, is she really in the movie enough though? No, she's not, but I had to pick someone and I couldn't think of anyone else. All right. Greg. I agree with you. Like there's not really a worst performance. Sure. I would say I like kind of going off of what I did for, for the best is like the person who, went from being better to weaker in the movie. And I actually felt like Inara kind of like shift in that direction in the movie from the TV show. But that's also because like TV shows were pretty heavy on her character and they, they wanted to dial it back for, for this movie. But sure. I would, yeah. If I, if I had to judge like who was maybe the worst on the show, like Marina Baccarin's not fantastic as, as yeah. Inara. Like she's not, if she's asked and she's never, there's not really a, a centric episode about her but anytime she's asked to to you know play any emotion besides just being attractive it's not a good look <laughs> all right the jamie fox award for overacting i only have one dude michael hitchcock he plays dr matthias the guy at the beginning who's the one that the operative you know has him fall on the sword that guy sucks and he's going for it <laughs> so he's pretty terrible jared I actually thought that uh, Malcolm Reynolds is a little over the top in this, compared, to, especially compared to how he is in the show. What part? Like specifically, he is for whatever reason in this. Like he's just speaking with a lot of like weird, lofty dialogue in this movie, and I'm like, okay. what? This doesn't quite tr like, especially compared to the show where he's just kind of like you know swearing and blah 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 blah. But this, he's just always pontificating and making speeches, and I'm kind of like. Eh. <laughs> I don't know about this. Just preachy. <laughs> a little preachy, yeah. All right, Greg? No, I had the same guy, the doctor, from the beginning of the show. I didn't actually even look up what his name was, but yeah. That's um, it. All right. I was wondering a little bit more this time watching it. I was like, was Chewie Tell maybe a little bit too intense No. in this show, in this movie? But I don't know. No. That was my only, yeah. I don't ever get, like, that's what I like about him in this movie is he doesn't really... Yeah. His emotion is pretty the same the whole time. He's not going up yeah. and down at all, except for when he realizes like everything he was doing for the Alliance was he's on the wrong side. And he, again, is being able to do that just by his face. He's not be able, yeah. able to talk at that point. So no, I think Chewie yeah. Tell kills it through the whole movie. Jarrett, since you don't like Mal, <laughs> is Mal a good leader? No. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what you mean. Like he, everyone goes along with him. Like at the, especially at the sure. end when he was like, "Hey, like either you quit or I kill you," and everyone was, everyone was like, "All right, we'll just come with you. Stop making a big deal out of it." He's a so pretty he, shit. He's a pretty shitty criminal. He's a shitty criminal. Although he does apparently inspire loyalty, so I guess that's what you need as a leader. I don't know if he always makes the best decisions as to what everyone should be doing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, he, it's the it's a question I have through the whole sh series and the whole movie. Like nothing ever works. Like everything he wants to do <laughs> sucks. 
I don't know. He let's see. He won that sword fight against that the rich douchebag. So that, that turned out okay. Kinda. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that that hospital job that they got all that money and then they had to give it up later. That wasn't his plan though. That was Simon's plan. That was Simon's plan. <laughs> <laughs> the plan where with with uh, with Christina Hendricks where they steal the gun. That's not his plan. That's Anara's I mean, plan. She- it's Christina Hendricks. You shoot your shot. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. How much? How bummed are you on that episode? The other episode she's in, where they get married, and he's like, "Nah, nah, I'm good." <laughs> and you're just like, "What an idiot!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, that was before she was like Christina Hendricks, though. <laughs> no, she, was... no, she hadn't been in anything. Yeah, that was the first thing I think I ever saw her in. But every time I see Christi- Christina Hendricks now, she's always saffron. Like always, like yeah, she's totally. never, that's who she is. I don't, she's not from Mad Men. She's not from uh, Good Girls, nothing like that. Like she's the redhead girl, redhead lady from Firefly in two episodes. Like that's yeah. who it always is for me. <laughs> Greg, is Mal a good leader? Uh, no, because like, I mean, you guys all making good points. I would think back to the flashback episode when they're showing him when they're actually fighting the war, not the pilot, but like when the later ones and like, you know, the, the captain or whatever, it starts going kind of insane and he has to take over leadership at that point. And right. I would say like that kind of gave you a little bit of a hint of him being better at commanding than, than not, but sure. All your guys evidence is, uh, you know, good points. <laughs> well, I think to, to Jared's point, he's charismatic, right? He's getting people to follow him. Yeah. He doesn't appear to be a good soldier or a criminal. So I'm just trying to figure out what he is. <laughs> like he doesn't really have a job on the on on Firefly either. Or on the on the Serenity. Like he doesn't have he's the leader. He's not the pilot. Hmm. He's not a medic. He's not a cook. Like what what does he do? Yeah, like if he died, the ship still goes could still go on and someone else could just be like, okay, I'm the leader now. Yeah, I would argue Zoe's hmm. probably a better leader. By the way, he bought the ship. There you go. That's, that's it. What he did. That's what he did. Yeah. <laughs> and he maybe that's maybe that's his skill is he's good at assembling like a crew. Yeah. But even the crew, like we we already said, are they that good? <laughs> Why I'm constantly questioning is Jane. You know, I mean, I know like the, the whole group may actually be bad guys, but like is Jane a bad guy amongst those? You know, because he's you know in the show he he sells out River. And the movie, like, you know, he locks door and is trying to kill River. Like <laughs> Jane is the like psychopath criminal of the group. He's the yeah. he's like the career criminal, probably been in jail since he was a child, on and off. And zero loyalty. Yeah. Because well, he has in the loyalty show, to money. <laughs> yeah, the show he he leaves his crew because Mal offers him more money. Like yeah. in, in more cut. And then he's a bunk. <laughs> What'd you say? And in a bunk, he didn't have to share, right? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. He got his own bunk, too. (laughs) So, like, Jane is the most deplorable out of the group. Yeah. Everybody else comes from, like, Mal is a a war veteran, right? Uh, Zoe's a a veteran. Wash just appears to be a pilot. Kaylee is nothing before she becomes a mechanic. Like, she just works with her dad, right? River and Simon are, like, trust fund babies. Shepherd Book is a is no, a fucking a preacher. What'd you say? Simon's a doctor. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, he and, has a skill. He's not just a trust fund baby. That's, that's what he does. <laughs> no, no, no. I know, but I'm saying like if you have to like, he fits that like archetype, like the 
you know, the the rich kid, the rich guy who then has mm. to like work with a crew who's all like white collar or he's white collar and he has to work with blue collar, right? Yeah. I guess the only one who's got, you know, questionable life decisions is Anara. Is it questionable? I mean, She's... obviously in the society we're in now, but in whatever this is in 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 Firefly or or Serenity, you know, story, no. That's supposed to be like one of the upper echelons. Know, like she has like, more respect than she has more respect than Simon. Yeah, no, but I'm saying even the level. Okay, if she lived in our society right now, like the level of escorting that she's doing, like I, <laughs> that seems like a solid career choice. <laughs> like, like she's, she's like, not a, she's like a she's like president's escort. Yeah, she's like she's like the companion of like the king of Jordan. She's not on. She's not on <laughs> Look, is she making um, an amazing living? And probably experiencing a lot of great things. Yes. Is it something I would want my daughter to do? No. So that's yeah. how I guess I would look at it, right? <laughs> but isn't I isn't mean that, if my daughter it, was like, I want to either do that or work at Chick-fil-A, like I'd be like, okay, you go you go get it, girl. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I don't want my daughter to work at Chick-fil-A either, but Chick-fil-A is delicious, but I don't want her to work at Chick-fil-A. Okay. I'll have to think about it a little bit. <laughs> Who did the most with the least? I have three people. Chuyatel Ejiofor. I mean, let's just say, yeah, that's him. He's going to get it. Uh, Sarah Paulson. Again, I know Jarrett said that she's not great in it, but that scene is so memorable for me. Um, and then David Krumholtz, who's Mr. Universe. Because he's that guy, and I'm like, he's been in... I feel like I see that guy in, like, everything. But then I can't tell you another thing I've seen him in. <laughs> but for uh, me, it's, Harold, it's Chuyatel. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. All right, Jared. What do you got? I had Chewy Tell you for, and that's come on. That's that's who wins. That's it. <laughs> All right, Greg. I said Sarah Paulson because I I thought that Chewy Tell was in the movie too much to be to be in this category, but like Sarah Paulson, like you said, like really sticks out when I look back on it. Does it stick out because you like that scene or because it's Sarah Paulson? I think it was a pretty critical scene, and she I think she did a good job at it too. Okay. All right. I think that scene works so well because of the actors that are working with her, like all of their mm -hmm. reactions to it. Yeah. All right. Jarrett, who is mm -hmm. the most valuable member of the crew? We kind of touched on it just now about like what all their jobs are. And we all agree it's probably not Mal, but who's the most valuable? Probably Kaylee, because there was an episode where like the ship just got stuck in space somehow in defiance of all physics. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the engine wouldn't because the engine wouldn't work. <laughs> no, no, it's not stuck in space. They lose the thing that's making the engine won't turn, so it's not making oxygen. Yeah, like the oxygen. Oh, was that of, was that the was was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but they couldn't they couldn't change they couldn't get anywhere either. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened yeah. to the engine made it stop turning, but the bigger issue was that is like a like an alternator, so to speak, for what's ever creating the uh, oxygen. Whatever it was, Kaylee's the one that figured it out. So she's... But she couldn't fix the it. the most valuable. Yeah, because she didn't have the part. If she had the part, she would have fixed it. <laughs> All right. But she's the one that knew what part you needed. All right. Greg? I mean, I mean, uh, piggybacking off what Jared was just saying, I mean, I believe Mal was the one who finally fixed that engine on that in that episode. Um, but... I don't know. Uh... 
it's tough because it's the no one really stands out so much as being independent and always sure. relies on everyone else. Um, I don't know. I think kind of like going with what you're talking about. I think like how Zoe could be, you know, could t- kind of take on the ship by herself if she needed right. to. You know, I th- I would I would guess I would say her. It's it's Kaylee. Kaylee's the right answer because they're in a shit ship that's continuously breaking down. <laughs> I would say the next 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 important person on that ship is probably Simon because they're shitty criminals and they keep getting injured. True. Uh, Wait, I don't know how to... they didn't have a medic before that. But I speaking guess, of people like... doing nothing, what does Shepard Book give besides the fact that he had a box of tomatoes? What has he provided that ship? He doesn't have to though because he's paying his passage. He's like he's not part of the crew. How long did he pay for it? Because he was on that ship a very long time. That's true. But he's not, I mean, he's never part of the crew to the point where he's getting a cut of what they're making. At least that's what they allude to. Right. Yeah. Same with, they- same, same with, uh, with, uh, River. Like Mal says that at the beginning yeah. of the movie, you know, Simon says, I'm not on here for free. Like I, I, I do what I need to do. Like I have a job and then. That, and then Mal says, like, it's it's time for your, your sister, too, as well, or something to that effect. Is that why Shepard's on that planet? Because he, like, couldn't pay his rent, and Mal just kicked his ass off at the first <laughs> planet that came by? <laughs> Could be. I don't know. R.I.P. Ron Glass, by the way. I know. Yeah. Poor bastard. All right. Does this still hold up? There's nothing in this movie, because it's not a period piece, it's sci-fi, it's not old enough to where you're like, oh, the effects are terrible. I don't really have any issues with anything in this movie that's glaring to me. Jarrett? It, I don't think it's aged at all, really, but it does still have the problem, and I realized it rewatching it, that I had initially, where, like, if you haven't seen the show, sure. like, it as a movie, it just it kind of doesn't feel like a whole thing to a certain degree. And that could be why it had poor box office, too. Yeah, I'm almost sure of it. This, like, I, watching it, because I watched it in 4K last night, and it looks great still. Like the 4K transfer for whatever they did, it still looks really solid. Did this movie? This movie came out obviously in 2005. What was the one the 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 something's guide to what was that? Hitchhiker's, movie? Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. I feel like these came out like right after each other. I think that was 04, if I remember correctly. Okay, because I remember thinking like that looked like terrible. And I, I I know it has this whole like following and I've never watched it and I, I don't know anything about it. But I remember thinking like they looked really similar. But I could be completely wrong. But I just remember yeah, that was my reaction no. at that point. I mean that movie that movie has a following because the book had had a huge following before sure. that. Um But the movie's actually pretty solid. Okay. But yeah, it, no, I don't think it it doesn't really it it looks crappy, but like for it's a comedy, essentially. Like the fact that it looks crappy is kind of almost part of the joke to a degree. Okay. <laughs> Greg, you have anything? That yeah, hold I, up? no. It, it, the only thing I I kind of thought was some of the graphics, which was like when they're trying to do the bigger, sure. bigger scope scenes with the graphics that they were struggling a little bit, but like still look still would be still look fine on like television right now. Yeah, the only thing that I remember specifically thinking like, okay, the special effects don't look great is when the Reaver ship is flying through the city after the the like heist job. The ones in space never look bad to me. Like it's just like, okay, that looks pretty standard like special effects in space. Yeah. So, all right. 
uh, this still holds up. So these are things that I think you watch the movie now and you think like it still works, even though it's been 15 years ago. So Nathan Fillion, I think is still like you watch anything he's on now, like the rookie, the dude still looks the same. Yeah. He's got to yeah. be in his fifties. I don't, yeah. I think, it, yeah, I think it's like 51 or something. Yeah, like that. I don't get it. Like <laughs> he looks the fucking same. And remember uh, that one remember that one time we saw him at Comic-Con and we thought like dude he is looking bad but we, it like you know looked almost like sick kind of bad yeah, but we like, saw him Jared we Greg and I saw him at Comic-Con probably dude I don't it was 2010 maybe 10? so this is yeah. after this mm. is after Firefly and Serenity but he didn't really have anything else going and he was walking and he was like hunchbacked like limping yeah. And he looked oh, like man. heavier, and we were like, "This fucking dude is dead. Like he's yeah, dying we, on the we, inside." We're like we gotta get our pictures and our autographs yeah. right now. And he, he was might like not make sweaty. It yeah, we were yeah. like, "What the fuck?" And now he's on the rookie, and he looks like he's in his fucking thirties. He looks better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> Am I so, the only one that's really bummed that they didn't get to make a movie out of Uncharted starring Nathan Fillion? Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> For the first un- two Uncharted, I swore to God it was him doing the voice because too. They, the people that made the game explicitly said like, "Oh yeah, we just took Nathan Fillion and put him in our game and made but, it look a little different." But Nolan North sounds like him too. Yeah, like I thought it was him a hundred percent, and to the point where I was like, "I don't need to look it up. I can tell that's Nathan Fillion." <laughs> and then I looked it up and I was like, "Who the fuck is Nolan North?" <laughs> They have, have you seen it? They have a great fan video that Fillion was in. Oh, yeah, I did, I did On see YouTube. That. It's really good, actually. And then now, they're at first, they were saying that Mark Wahlberg was going to be fucking uh, Mark Nathan Wahlberg, Drake. He's aged out, so now they got uh, Spider-Man. Is gonna yeah, play Tom Nathan Holland. Drake. Yeah, yeah. And they want Marky Mark to play uh, Sully? Fuck out of here. <laughs> the old man. There's no way that movie's good, right? I'd watch it. <laughs> I'm going to watch the shit out of it because <laughs> the canon they have, the, the the universe they have is amazing. Like those games are rich characters, great backdrops. Like they're, they're fantastic. There's a, uh, there's an awesome video somewhere on the internet of when they, one of the directors they picked to make Uncharted, like the first of like 15 directors they've had to like attach to that fucking thing. Uh. There's some fan that grabs him at a convention and is yelling at him like, put Nathan Fillion in this. And the guy's like, I've never heard of him. He's like, yeah. who's that bro? I don't want to, I don't want right. to, I don't want to put him in my movie. I to, fuck that guy. And they're all just yelling at him. And the guy just is not listening. He looks identical to fucking Nathan Drake. And he sounds identical. Like, I don't understand. Exactly. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's a little older, but he doesn't play. Fillion doesn't play like he's in his 50s. He looks like he's in his early 40s. I, I just checked, by the way. He's 49. Okay. Well, he still looks like he's so. probably 10 years younger than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Fillion is, is on that list for me or in this category. Uh, we we all agree Chewie Attell is, you know, still holds up because fucking nominated for Academy Awards. So, like, if you were going to say, hey, Serenity is going to have an Academy Award nominated actor in it, you'd be like, <laughs> nah. It does. <laughs> um, the idea of Reavers, I think, is still awesome because it's it's vague enough to where like you still don't know what the fuck they are. I understand they are humans that they their rage got increased, you know, hundredfold instead of being calm. But like, why are they cutting on their faces? Are they eating people and putting the skin on their face? Like, what the fuck are they? So the idea of them still works really well. Um, government trying to control population with a virus. Does that? <laughs> 
sound <laughs> potentially familiar, you know, sound uh, like something's happening right now. Yeah. I don't believe in that, yeah. but I'm just saying it's pretty poignant for this time. Um, oh, and then like sounds like you're a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, and then an original sci-fi idea because you just don't get those anymore. And I still think Firefly, even though this is, you know, it's still part of that, that universe. Firefly was an incredibly unique idea. And I think yeah. that that still holds yeah. up really well now. Jared, do you have anything you want to add? No, you pretty much nailed everything. <laughs> I think it's still, I mean, like if this came out today, even though it doesn't look that hot, like I still think like it would find an audience. Like, I don't think it's really aged at, at all. Agreed. Greg? Yeah, I, I had the, the story um, and the, the Serenity, the ship itself, I think still holds up as being a cool a cool ship. Thing looks like a firefly, right? Like it looks like a bug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got the lit, like the lit butt on it. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jarrett, here's a loaded question: Is Serenity mm. the best space western of all time? <laughs> I mean, it is the most western space western. <laughs> yeah, accurate. But since Star Wars is supposed to be a space western, I guess right. it's number two. But there's, let's see, there's more hours of Firefly than there are hours of good Star Wars. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> to your point, if someone wasn't to, well, if someone didn't tell you Star Wars is supposed to be a space western, you wouldn't know. No. You know this is a space western. Yeah, this is explicitly with horses and guns and all that shit, a space west and cattle. And the way they're and <laughs> dialogue, everything. Yeah. Okay. Greg, same question. I would I would definitely say this, just because like, yeah, like once once someone told me that Star Wars was a, was based like on a space western, I could see it, but it was it didn't come to my mind until someone told me that. Okay. Jared, do you think Mal and Anara end up together at the end of the show? End of the movie? Uh, yeah, probably. Like, that's... Every, every, I mean, everyone on the show paired off, apparently. <laughs> Gina Torres <laughs> married Wash, and then Simon finally gets with Kaylee. I mean, every, no one should be with Jane, because fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, River. River doesn't get... I mean, she's supposed to be a child, though. Okay, fine, River, so. fine, River and Jane get together. Fine. No, no, no. <laughs> you shut your mouth. Well, Jane is in love with his gun. What is his gun's name? I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah. He tries to trade the gun for Saffron. Yeah, he goes, yeah. and he's like, you're getting the better deal. Like, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, shit, that's going to kill me. The best is when uh. fucking Jane gets like a didgeridoo or like a fucking rain stick. Oh, yeah, he gets, he gets a, yeah. It's the best. He's like, you got a wife and I got this fucking stick that sounds like it's raining. <laughs> Greg, same question. Uh, I've totally forgot what the question was now after that. <laughs> Do Mal and Anara end up together? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think they're always going to butt heads. Like, I think they'll get together for they'll get together for a short period of time, but they won't be able to like stand each other long enough. Yeah, I, I tend to think that too. Like, because the history of the show, they show that they're. They're like almost there, but even at the end of the show, they're or the movie, they're not like, yeah, we're gonna be together. Yeah. He's just like, are you gonna stay on the ship? And she's like, ah, eh, maybe. <laughs> they're gonna, not, they're not gonna be, kidding. they're gonna be Han and Leia. That were Han That's and, true. Han and prostitute Leia. <laughs> Can we talk about how creepy ass River is like watching Simon and Kaylee get ready to fuck? 
Oh. I mean, just <laughs> no, curious. that's that's his that's that's her sister. Yeah, but it's she's his sister. Yeah, but she's a little off. Like it's kind of, it goes with the territory. <laughs> no, although she's psychic, you think she could just watch him like outside the door? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would this movie be better if Gary Oldman was in it? And if so, who would he play? The easy answer is the operative, right? Like you could yeah. say the operative. And it would strike me, and I know it wouldn't be the same character, but it would be similar to the character I think he would play it the way he played the character in The Fifth Element. So I don't think it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it works. So I, I don't know that he would have a place in this movie. Uh, I put him as Fancy and Mingo. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so you're like <laughs> like split screen Fanti and Mango. Yeah, he plays them both. What about Mr. Wonderful or Mr. Universe? Mr. Universe. <laughs> I mean, it would be it would be funny to put him in the exactly <laughs> like with the Jewish wedding and <laughs> yeah, fucking a robot. <laughs> fucking a robot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Greg, what do you think? Uh, the only thing that came to my mind, because I was thinking about this the whole movie, the only thing that came to my mind that actually made me laugh to myself was, I was like, what if this movie was done today? It was a little bit more of this time. Mr. Universe was gay, and he had a male sex robot, and that was Gary Oldman. This is what you were thinking about the whole movie? <laughs> well, because I was trying to find something mm. for him to be in the movie. And I was like, oh, the operative, but someone else is going to pick that, so I got to come up with a second choice. Oh, my <laughs> so, God, if... Can you imagine logging onto his IMDb and seeing like Serenity, gay sex robot? <laughs> I mean, I I always say he has a lot of range. I mean, he could do it. Oh, he would nail it. Yeah. Would he, Jared? <laughs> would he, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going with no. He doesn't need to be in the movie. But but if he wanted to be a gay sex robot, I support that decision. I mean, he played a midget. Did he not play a midget in a movie, Jared? Oh, tiptoes. <laughs> I'm still offended that they have a, a movie about a midget called Tiptoes. <laughs> like that's so that's wrong. that would be. Have you someone, seen it? No, but someone should be offended by that. I don't know who, but somebody. <laughs> that is the least offensive thing that could possibly be in that movie. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to check it out. All right, most memorable line. I got a lot, and I knew I was gonna have a lot going into it. So let's just start from the beginning. Uh, where are you hiding? Where are you hiding, little girl? That's from the operative right at the beginning. Define interesting. Oh God! Oh God! We're all gonna die. Yes. <laughs> Again, that's a line between Mal and and Wash. Um, shiny. Let's be bad guys. I swallowed a bug. There's a lot of fine ways to die. She's starting to damage my calm, which I never remember that line, but I like it. I just somehow realized that Jane says that about River. Uh, last episode or last time I watched it. Uh, I aim to misbehave. I'm a leaf on a wind. Watch how I soar. And then my favorite though, and I'm just going to say it now, my whole favorite line monologue, anything of the whole movie is at the very end when Mal is talking to to River and they're leaving and she's going to be the new pilot. And the whole monologue he gives about love and that's the way you keep the ship in the air. I love that line. Love that monologue so much. Ain't all buds and charts in the lava trust. You know what the first rule of flying is? Well, I suppose you do, since you already know what I'm about to say. I do. But I like to hear you say it. Love. You can learn all the math in the verse. If you take a boat in the air that you don't love, 
shake you up just as sure as a turn in the world. Love keeps her in the air when she ought to fall down. Tells you she's hurting for she keens. Makes her own. Jarrett. So I had a couple of those, and then I had a... Uh, yes, I read a poem, Not Try Not to Faint. <laughs> <laughs> About the albatross, right? About the albatross, yeah. And then I wrote another one, and I realized it wasn't from this movie, it was from the show. But it's my favorite thing in the, ever. It's what... It's the episode where uh, they find out uh, they find out um, River is psychic, and Wash goes like, "She's psychic? Like that sounds like science fiction." And then his wife goes like, "We live in a spaceship, dear." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was from this movie. Then the Martha Wyatt, I was like, "No, I don't think that was. I think that was from the show." But that's my favorite thing. I love. Thing. I love the part where they're they're explaining how Simon got River to stop fighting, and he's like, "You just have to say a, a phrase," oh. and he goes to say it, and Jane's like, "Don't fucking say it." Yeah, and they're like, like, it only works with her. It only works with her, and he's like, "Well, now I know that." (laughs) Greg, what do you got? Uh, A part I always laugh at is when um, after the beginning part with the Reavers and and they, you know, they they get safely back on the ship. Every, you know, like you realize, like everyone's like, "Oh, great, we're all safe." And then and then uh, Wash goes on the intercom, going, "We all here? What's going on?" Hello? <laughs> like, like right. you realize, like, oh, he has no idea that everyone's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wash um, is great. I think Alan yeah. Tudyk is, like, probably the funniest person in this movie, unintentionally. And obviously, like, in real, in his career, he's a funny dude. Yeah, and you realize, like, why he became a voice actor is because he can really deliver lines well. And he's Steve the Pirate, dude. From fucking <laughs> he's Steve the Pirate. From Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> um, I also like the 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 line uh, "Can't stop the signal, Mal. Everything goes somewhere, and I go everywhere." By Mister Universe. Mister Universe. Yep. What about the line where he's like, "I fuck a robot"? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that one didn't make the cut. No. No. Yeah. All right. Yeah, mine is Mal's speech. For yeah. for me, like the monologue at the end is is my favorite. But there's a lot of good lines from this movie. There are. Yeah. All right, the Samwise Gamgee Award for Biggest Wet Blanket. This one was tough for me because you have two people who fucking are pretty big wet blankets. The operative, like, it yeah. might be the biggest <laughs> wet blanket of all time ever anywhere. Yeah. And then Simon Tam. Because Simon's always a fucking wet blanket. Like, a whole series he had Kaylee who just wanted to fuck, and he's like, nah. Nah. <laughs> like, is there a bigger wet blanket than that? No. But I'm going operative because... His whole vibe is wet blanket. Jarrett, what do you got? I mean, couldn't we argue that throughout the whole show and the movie that the alliance itself is just a wet blanket? Like, <laughs> sure. Mal and his crew are just trying to have a good time, and like they just keep like, "Hey, don't steal that or don't kill that guy." Like, <laughs> Zoe is a bit of a wet blanket though, too, because of that reason. Yeah. Like, no idea is ever good enough. Yeah, this is true. All right, Greg, what do you got? I'd say Jane is a wet blanket unless it benefits him monetarily. That's true. Is there a better episode on the show though than Jane Town, Janestown, where he's the oh fucking? They go back to the to the mutters. <laughs> so good, like it's so good, dude. <laughs> and they have the whole song. And yeah, everyone man. starts singing, and and they're like, "What the hell is happening right here?" It's the it has best. My, it has my favorite line. 
my favorite Wash line. He says something like, I can't wait to go to the crappy planet where I'm a hero. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wash is low key like the best character on the show. Maybe not the movie, yeah. but in the show, he's so funny yeah. because yeah. of those those moments. He's just like, yeah, so funny. <laughs> I love that episode. That's like one of my favorites. Yeah. All right. Uh, movie real estate, best place to live. Um, so Serenity, right? You could live on the ship. I'm not doing that. Like I'm. That's like living on a uh, like a cruise, like a like a like a ship cruise liner. I'm good. I'm not doing that. Uh, Miranda. I mean, Miranda would. It's it's pretty uh, uninhabited right now, right? There's not a lot of people there, so a lot of real estate. <laughs> Seems pretty nice. Just saying. And then uh, the right the, the the answer is Anara's training house. It's on the side of a mountain. It's got the whole like League of Shadows vibe from Batman <laughs> <It's> Begins, <laughs> and a lot of lady folk. I'm just saying, Jarrett. I didn't even think about the training house. <laughs> Well, shame on you. Total shame on me. <laughs> yeah, because your answer is is Kaylee's bunk. It's true. Here's a better question. <laughs> what are they learning at the training house? What a an amazing question. <laughs> I mean, they're they're supposed to be trained in the art of uh, seduction, right? And so you have to be able to know everything that's going on in the world, be able to talk about everything. I don't know. Maybe they're taking like classes, <laughs> like actual like college courses. I mean, the King of Jordan has is like a, a conversationalist. He likes to yeah. <laughs> he likes to be wined and dined before, before exactly he gets down. exactly. <laughs> and the assumption is that's all she's doing, but I don't know. I mean, she has to go to that nice uh, the place where the dude wants to start a, a sword fight with Mal. She has to know about mm-hmm. their culture and what they're doing. I don't know. I don't know, man. She has to know how to make that makeshift bomb. Like I'm a- exactly, exactly. <laughs> she knows about sword fighting. Does know what sort? Oh wait, here was a what the fuck moment. I, <laughs> I forgot. I didn't realize the last scene when uh, all the Reavers are coming through the door. Like everyone has a gun, but then Inara has this like crossbow. ridiculous crossbow. Thing <laughs> yes, <laughs> that doesn't need to be a crossbow because it doesn't use a string and arrows. It's just a gun that looks like a crossbow. Yeah, you're like, where the fuck this come from? <laughs> yeah. My only thought is like they ran out of gear. I don't know, dude. <laughs> but why did they even know. invent that? Like, why can't you just make a gun that shoots the same? Why do you have to have this full like <laughs> pretend is a bow? Pretend it's a bow, but it's not. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> well, it's there's the great line too from the robot that Mister Universe says. He's like, "Guy killed me with a sword, Mal. Sword. Like a sword. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. Who does that?" <laughs> and that's such a great line. He's like a He's fucking so sword. Like, who yeah. does that? <laughs> Uh, all right, Greg, what do you got? Where do you want to live? I want to live on the planet Miranda because like you alluded to earlier, that was filmed at a high school, but it's not just any high school. That was the Diamond Ranch High School here in Pomona, um, designed by my favorite architecture firm, Morphosis. Uh, and I remember like, re- like seeing stuff about that high school soon before watching this movie and I, I have a memory of like watching this movie in the theater with Liz and like nudging her and irritating the shit out of her in the middle of the movie going like oh shit that's the high school <laughs> Jared do you have a, a favorite architectural firm? You just stole my question I was going <laughs> to ask you that Answer the question Jared uh, I can't even make a good joke Did you say Morpheus or Morpheus? 
Morphosis. Morphosis. It'd be so much cooler if it was Morpheus. Oh, that was gonna be that was my answer too. Like the damn it started in the eighties, so it was well before well before the movie. That's why it would be even cooler. All right, so yours yours would be in this dude in the high school because of there's a lot Absolutely. of bodies though. That's the only thing, man. And the bodies are like preserved, so they're like squishy still. Like I don't know. I don't That's know, a lot of you. You clean that shit up, and you still got a pristine uh, location to live in. But you got to clean it up. What are you gonna do with them? Dump them on the other side of a hill where you don't yeah. walk. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think I'm going with Anara's uh, training house. It looks lovely. I mean, yeah, that's probably the best choice. Probably a lot of like stuff to clean up there too, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do they ha- wait? Do they have like people that go there for them? To, like when you were, like the, the dental school brings in people to do like teeth work on. Like, do they have people from just the streets go to go to the training house to train on? You know, you like, got to the- clean up the bodies once. You got to clean up that continuously. Did you just say potties? I, the bodies. I thought you said potties. Oh. <laughs> Jarrett, and then Jarrett says, you know, like, people that you got to work on their teeth, you know? No, like, at, <laughs> like, at a dental no. college, they'll, like, so the students can learn. They have people go there. And you can get Is free that a thing? Work. Yes, that like, a thing? barber, co- barber yeah. college, too. You can just go to uh, a yeah. barber college. They'll cut you out for free. Right. I think a barber college is more <laughs> relevant. I didn't know they had, like, a dental school. I'm not going to let somebody go and fuck with my teeth that's not accredited. That's why it's free. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you wish there was more of? I only have one thing. I want to know why Shepard Book left. Like, did they have a falling out? Like, to Jared's point, could he not afford his bill anymore? Yeah. I also would love to know his backstory because they allude to like some crazy backstory the whole show, and we never get yeah. resolution on that. Jared, what do you got? Uh, I just put more Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 does nothing in this movie at all. I mean, she has a great line that I'm surprised nobody mentioned about the, uh, I ain't had anything that like twix my, twix my, nethers. my <laughs> nether regions that ain't run on batteries. <laughs> yeah. Which also, is the... a sex toy technology apparently has not advanced that much. It still runs with batteries. <laughs> Wait, should I we went... solar powered by then? <laughs> I, I went to a, uh, in November, like the last con I went to, I went to a, uh, a panel with her and Summer Glau and she says, like, that's the line that she gets, someone mentions to her, like, on a weekly basis. And she's like, I don't always know how to take it. It depends on who's asking, like, who's delivering it. <laughs> she also has a great line in the show when they go to the whorehouse. She's like, look, they got boy whores, too. <laughs> Which I always thought was a, was a funny line. Or isn't that lovely, they got boy whores, or something like that. Yeah, like, isn't that nice or something? Yeah. All right. Uh... Jared, what do you wish? You said Kaylee's. That's what you wish there yeah, was more of. Greg? Is 100% Shepard. Because I, I feel like, like, to the same point you did, like, I feel like, you know, Summer Glau had the, the, the backstory that we got a little bit more of in this. But Shepard, there were so many things in the show where you're like, why did these Alliance guys let them go, let everyone go as soon as seeing his ID? Like, and all these sure. other things that you kind of go like, what is... And they keep alluding to like, oh no, you were more than just a shepherd and yeah. stuff like that. It would have been cool to to get a little bit of that. The thing, other thing that I would love more of, but it was in the show, not the movie, so I didn't put it. But there's this whole idea of and and River keeps saying it, two by two hands of blue, and it's mm. the guys that are in the black suits with the blue gloves on 
that when they're in the hospital are trying to capture her and they have that fucking crazy machine that like melts your brain from sound waves. And they never talk about them again. Like that's it. And I, they replaced them with the operative obviously as the bad guy. Yeah. Um, but I always wanted more of them in the show, but since they're not in the movie, I guess it doesn't make sense. All right, Jarrett, the best. So this is, Again, I've mentioned this before. Some people always don't understand what this question is. It's was is this the best it's ever been for these people, this genre, this director, whatever? So first, first, go ahead, Jared. You're gonna say something. It's oh no, go ahead. So we're gonna say okay. So the first is Joss Whedon. Is this the best he's ever been, Jared? I mean, I could see the argument that it's that it's the best. So not Avengers uh, one. That's what that was the other. That's what I'm comparing it against, basically. Not definitely Buffy. Not, definitely not Avengers two. I'm not in. I was never into Buffy. Okay. Not or, uh, uh, not Justice League. <laughs> the, the what the ten percent of Justice League that he shot. Well, I mean, I guess we're gonna find out when the uh, Snyder cut comes out <laughs> how how different it actually is. <laughs> the answer is not that different and then everyone who apologizes for that movie will say like oh it's so much better <laughs> for sure <laughs> for sure <laughs> all right so this w- it was either be this or avengers for him yeah probably all right greg uh the same thing it'd be this or avengers i would say for me probably this i think i think the avengers he tackled something that was possibly more difficult to do sure um, but I mean, like even following up a movie to a TV show, it's difficult to do too. And I feel like he pretty, he nailed it, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's this because he was the writer director. Like he created this Avengers. He's using somebody's IP. He's also piggybacking on a bunch of movies that were already made. So he's just not that he didn't do a good job. Cause that's my, that's my favorite of the Avengers movies. But I think it's this, uh, space Westerns, which we already answered. <laughs> uh, Nathan Fillion, Jared, is this the best he's been? What else has he been in that's like super? I mean, I prob I can't see anything else I would pick over this. Well, he was him. in that show Castle that was very popular for yeah, like fucking like, six, seven years. I mean, I'm sure it was fine, and I'm sure he was fine in it. But yeah. like, I don't know who's who's watching Castle. I feel like or the, or the one where he's his, the 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 rookie is that the yeah. cop one he's on now? Yeah, they're all different variations of Malcolm Reynolds. Yeah, pretty much. Like they are. Okay, Greg. Oh no, wait. <laughs> I hang on. I know that no, there's a better Nathan Fillion thing. The one about the fucking spiders. Oh no, it's Slither. Oh, Slither. No, okay. but um, James Gunn, speaking of okay, who directed Slither, I believe he made a, a bunch of web videos called PG Porn. Okay. <laughs> and it's it's literally exactly what it says. It's like imagine a porno movie that's like rated PG, and Nathan Nathan Fillion is an episode. Uh, I believe it's like a it's hard to explain, but Google it. It's called Nailing Your Wife. Wow. Okay. It may be the it may be one of the funnier things I've seen in the last decade. I don't think I want to Google that. Okay. I mean, All maybe right, not sure. Google. Maybe YouTube it so nothing weird comes up, but. I feel like I'll still be on some sort of a fucking algorithm or watch list. Greg, what do you think? Nathan Fillion. Definitely this. Definitely this. Okay. And the last one, movies based on TV shows. I can't think of any other ones. 
I mean, are we calling considering this based like there's difference between like like Charlie's Angels is a movie based on a TV show, but it's not a continuation of that television show. You know what I mean? Okay, so continuation. <laughs> that I can't name. <laughs> yeah, I can't think. I can't. That, not that it had like a, a major release, right? Battlestar has done this, but they're like made for right. TV movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, and even though it was like the one that followed the end of the show was terrible. Walking Dead uh, is supposed to do this. Like AMC is supposed to be uh, putting out theatrical releases of like Rick Grimes movies. I think there's two of them. Why can't that thing just die? <laughs> so they can finally not uh, complete the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have no idea, dude. I've long since stopped watching that, so I I couldn't oh, tell man. you. I think this is a one of one though. I can't think of yeah. anything else that's like this. No, because I mean, it, to, I mean to be honest, like if this show had the opportunity to run its course, um, it would. You wouldn't need this movie, and if this show was made today with that much of a cult following, something else like Netflix would have picked it up to continue it. And so, like I think the era of these short-lived shows that then spawn a movie, which we can't even really think of another great example. Yeah. I think. I think that time has kind of passed. Like, if there's enough interest in it, the show just continues. Like, So to piggyback off what you're saying, that was going to be my final question before we get into the rest of the categories, is if this movie, if if this premise, this IP comes out today, it's on Hulu, it's on Netflix, it's on Apple, it's on, Am- or it's on uh, Amazon, right? Jared, this is not yeah. a... This is too original for network TV now. They do not put this on network TV at all. Just, yeah, this, I mean, this is just- a streaming service. If yeah, it, was it, would, be on, it would cost too on, much. Yeah, yeah, people would want to binge it. Same thing with Lost. Like, if Lost comes out today, it is not on ABC. It's not a twenty-two episode uh-huh. season. It's like a ten episode season. Oh yeah, totally. And it's it's better than it was. Not the, uh, it's one of my favorites, but it's I think a more Wait, condensed you... version of that is better. Yeah, but also the way, think about what Lost was and how it played out. Like, if they made Lost today. The plane would have crashed, and they would have been like, "What's that?" And they would have shown Jacob and the Man in Black throwing fireballs at each other immediately. <laughs> yeah, there's the subtlety and nuance of that show is lost today, completely. Good pun. Yeah, it's not a pun. <laughs> I, I, the only the only quote quote <laughs> network, or it wouldn't even be network; it'd be cable. Would be like the Sci Fi Channel because they do give some original content they'll have low budgets or yeah. small budgets but they'll give original content a, a place there for better or for worse but nothing they're putting out is this quality no i've tried to watch like winona erp right i've tried to watch some of the things on on uh sci-fi channel and they're bad the only thing that i've liked recently was the expanse but i i believe that was sci-fi Right, yeah, but not, then it I'm got sure. it got canceled and it got moved over to and then Amazon picked it up. The only thing that I can think of that was similar to this was Fringe, that was an original show that came out on network TV, and you quote unquote original, like it was a little bit of a knockoff of X Files. Obviously, you know you could say yeah. the same thing about Supernatural, um, but even Fringe had a, a had a hell of a time staying on for the f- what five seasons it was on. Yeah. yeah. It, definitely none of those if it's not a low budget show on a more you know less mainstream cable network then it's it's going to be on a streaming service yeah so i think this it did this show when it came out did a disservice to the show itself because i think that if it comes out now it's on a streaming service and it has multiple seasons and it's a higher production quality maybe it's not as good i don't know 
And maybe, you know, they start to run out of ideas in season two. And maybe we are spoiled and thinking this is one of the best sci-fi shows because it was only 14 episodes. But I just yeah. think now it comes out on a streaming service. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whose movie is this, Jarrett? Uh, I put True Tell Idea for his movie. Because again, really? like he's, when, I think, when I think of this movie, I'm like, that's what I think of. Okay. Greg? I used to think it was Rivers' movie, but watching it this most recent time, I realized it's it's really the movie about the Reavers. Like they were hinted at, and kind of you saw a little a glimpses of them um, in the in the show. Yeah. But this, you know, through River, they explore and explain to you everything about the Reavers and the main ending of the sh- of the movie is them releasing that information. To everyone. Sure. That's an interest. I didn't think of the Reavers. That's an interesting take. Okay. I for me, it's it's one of two things. I I my initial reaction is it's the Firefly fans, right? They're the ones who got this made. And this was before internet, you know, this was before this the Snyder cut. This was before internet petitions, things like that. And they just got it made by spending money on the DVDs. Uh but if I'm gonna talk actor wise, it's Summer Glau. And it's because River is on, she's the main character on all the posters. She's the main cover uh, character on all like the DVDs, on all the promotional items. Like she's front and center. And you watch the movie and she might not be the most present, but the movie is about her. And again, could be unbiased, but when I think of the posters, <laughs> it's her. Like she's on yeah. it. Um, to Jared's point though, like if you think about who gives the best performance, it's, it's probably going to be Chuyatel. But I don't know that, I think he's so far past this movie, obviously, that you could say 12 Years a Slave. You could say, you know, Doctor Strange. You could say so many other things, and people are going to know him from those. I don't think anybody's going to remember him from this. He was in Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, he was in, yeah. Still never seen that. <laughs> it's like the only Marvel movie I haven't seen. All right, Jarrett. Unless we have anything else, you guys have anything else you want to talk about? No? Okay. No. Uh Serenity, Jarrett. Underrated, overrated, properly rated. You want me to go over the numbers again? Yes, please. Okay, so the numbers are 82% critics, 91% audience. If we're just taking it as a standalone movie, I would say probably over. Okay. Uh, But if this is like a referendum on the entire series, like then maybe I would say it's properly rated. Okay, Greg? I think properly rated. Um, I think it, the amount it made in the box office is, you know, <laughs> underrated. Sure. <laughs> uh, for me, it's going to be underrated. And the reason I say underrated is I don't think we have Joss Whedon on who he is today. Because obviously Joss Whedon was a TV guy. And then he became a movie guy. And I don't think that we have him directing Avengers, Justice League, uh, isn't he supposed to direct like a Batgirl movie? Like, I don't think he's who he is now without this. Yeah. Because he was yeah. able to show, even if the movie didn't do a ton of money box office, it made its money back and then it's done tremendous after the fact. So I don't think he's who he is today without this movie. So I think underrated. The numbers, though, are, I mean, 91%, 86%, like, or 82%, excuse me not a lot of sci-fi movies even get close to that. So is this an 82% quality movie? 
it's hard for me to say with or without the show, it's great. I think it's great, but it could also just be because of my my love, my bias for the show. But I think it's solid. But I don't know anybody who's only watched this and never watched the show. Beth has recently yeah. watched both, and I know she couldn't watch the movie in one sitting. So hmm. take that for whatever it's worth. I think underrated just strictly for this started Joss Whedon's career, and I don't think people realize that in movies. Yeah. I mean, like you, like you said, it, it was a proving ground for him, and the fact that he was he did such a successful job of you know bringing the TV show into a movie and you know making a very concise story that yeah. was well done. I mean, I think that, like you said, that looked a lot of people looked at that and said, "Oh, this guy could you know could do something." Sure, could do something. This guy, yeah. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. If you guys don't have anything else, I, mean, I think I think we've we've talked about Serenity for an hour and thirty two minutes. I don't know that I have anything else to add to it. Is the movie that long? The movie is the movie's like two hours. <laughs> we should start keeping track of that because I, I don't like to go longer than the movie is. And we've done that. Like the Burbs podcast, like fucking two and a half hours. And that's that's a Bobby Leonard special, so that's why. All right, gents. I appreciate it. Thanks for getting on. I know this was, you know, I threw it out all of a sudden, like, hey, let's do this pod. And you guys were both awesome about doing it. So I appreciate it. Had to get pushed out a little bit. So again, thank you for working with me. Jarrett, it's like 1 a.m. your time. Something like that. <laughs> so you're a trooper. All right, guys. Thanks. We'll do it again. All right, everyone. That is our Serenity podcast. That is one that I've wanted to do for quite a while. I hope we did it justice. Firefly is my favorite show of all time. Serenity's up there for me. I enjoyed it quite a bit. So. I hope that came through. Thanks to Greg and Jarrett for being on. Uh, give us those five-star reviews on Apple Podcast. Rate, review, subscribe on any of the platforms you're listening to us on. Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Follow us on social media, Instagram, at The Morning Geekdom, Facebook and Twitter, at Morning Geekdom. We'll do it again next week. Shout out to Gary Oldman. <laughs>